Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God speaks saying, quote, Let's make man in our image. Again, plural. Thus indeed, in the beginning was the Word. As far as time goes back, Jesus was there. Not at or from the beginning, but in the beginning. Meaning he was already there when it all started. Jesus, you see, was not created, he was given. Now, whether we understand the fullness of this truth, Christ was with God, meaning he was there in God's presence as a separate and distinct personality, while at the same time he was God, meaning he was the very essence of God. He was and is the Word. Thus, he is the very revelation of the deity. In the beginning was the Word. Now, this is the Greek word logos. A logos means speaking, a message, or words. In a way, it seems Jesus would be the voice of God, longing to commune and to communicate with his creation. God sent his Son to be his voice on earth. Now, note that these first few verses make mention of two of the three members of the triune Godhead, because later in this chapter's account in the baptism of Jesus, all three members of the Trinity, all three members of the triune God are present simultaneously together in one place. All this thus disputing the oneness doctrine, quote unquote, of many Pentecostal churches today as well as other denominations. You see, these folks, they believe that Christ was the sole embodiment of God, being one, which basically then would render heaven empty while Jesus was here on earth, and thus making Jesus kind of crazy for praying to himself in the garden. The Trinity Triune God is a clear and biblical teaching and a doctrinal foundation and unconditional absolute. Those who teach otherwise are teaching a different Jesus, of which 2 Corinthians 11.4 and Galatians 1.8 condemns. Now many religious groups have, and they will attempt to rewrite the person of Christ, making him something other than what the scripture clearly portrays him to be. And that is the strongest criteria, if you will, for what makes a cult in the classic sense. Verse 1 does not say that Jesus is a God, despite what some groups will tell you, uh, like the Jehovah Witnesses. And no reputable commentator or Greek scholar will say it does say that. Now, the Jehovah Witness groups, in a backdoor effort to support their false doctrine, insist the word translated God, Theos, has no definite article there, so it should be a God. Now, this effectively renders Jesus a created being and not fully God himself. So the JWs misquote one Dr. Julius Mante. He's a Greek scholar. And Mante tried... Um, so many times to have them remove the quote from their printed material because he has stated publicly that he does not agree with them and that the proper and accepted use of the Greek language clearly negates their views. Furthermore, if Jesus is not God, 
Well, then he's a liar, and thus we should all just go home. Verse 4 of our text says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness hasn't overcome it. Now, verse 4, often lost in what is the magnitude of the totality of this chapter, contains the glory of Jesus and, furthermore, the answer to the question, why should I be a Christian? The answer to that question is because in him is life. Oh, no, not, not just life eternal, but life now, life full, life grand. He, therefore, is the very source of this life, physical and spiritual. This does not mean that he just gives that life, but that, the, that he is that life. Thus, unity with Christ through the gift of the indwelling Holy Spirit of God brings us that life. John 14, 20 says, In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. John 17, 23 says, I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfected unto one, that the world may know that you sent me and loved me, even as you loved me. John 6.56, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me, and I in him. And lastly, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. The same one that provides us life is also the light of men. He's a light which is unarguably a light in a very dark world. See, life can only be lived in the fullness if one knows where he or she is going. You cannot know such a life if you cannot see in the midst of the darkness all around you. We must realize that light is not the absence of darkness. No, rather darkness, being the natural state of things, is the absence of light. Unless we know how to live, unless we know the true purpose of life, we are going nowhere except around in circles. 1 John 2.8 says, Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who, and here it is, gang, called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. So verse 5 says, and the light shines. Now the word shines in its original form is a present tense verb. Now that may mean nothing to you, but this was and is not some action that occurred in the distant past, but it is an act that occurs presently and constantly. The light shines in the darkness today. The light shines and the darkness did not comprehend it. Other versions render the word apprehend or as here, overcome. But all these words end with the same result. The darkness, the world, well, they don't get Christ. 2 Timothy 3.7 tells us that the world is always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Oh, they can hear the facts and 
They can learn the history and accept the written word, uh, the record anyway. But all of that means nothing unless you know him. Unless the bright light of his presence is within us. We, we know we can't see in the dark. And unless we walk with Jesus, we'll never see him and thus we'll never know him. F.B. Myers says there are two methods by which darkness is produced. One, by the absence of light. The other, by the loss of sight. It is dark when the sun sets, but it is also dark when the eye is blind. And the darkness mentioned in this verse is not the first, but the second. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com. 